you smiling looking at your computer and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Welcome back to Square Horror. I'm your Duke of Spook, Danny. And I'm your feeling like a rock star master of ceremonies, Matt Barry. Boy, do I love rock star. <laughs> and boy, do I love haunted houses. Haunted houses. Which brings us to our topic of the day, haunted house themed movies. Now, I think up top we have a little bit of splitting to do. Yes, so our, our original <laughs> schedule got a little changed this week. Guys, can you believe that COVID-19 altered something? <laughs> it is even, it's altering everything now. Well, for a bit, so we, like, I, like we said last time, we initially planned on doing a watch party of Haunting a Blind Manor on, what, Saturday? Like a full week ago, yeah. Yeah, almost a week ago. Um, and, uh, then, like, a bunch of people in, uh, the theater department here got COVID, or almost might ha possibly have COVID. Yeah, so we couldn't have the, like, so three or four people we wanted to come yeah. over to watch Bly Manor with us. And then we were just, well, and even then, for a bit, we've, so ever since we got those results on Sunday, like, that we might have it. Um, we've been living like uh, the thing, yeah. Where we just kind of assumed everyone was sick. So even if we had watched it, we probably shouldn't have recorded because it'd just be you and me in this room. Yeah, <laughs> and one of us might have it. Exactly. Luckily, we've both been tested and have been tested negative. As far as we know, we don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> so the plan still stands. We're gonna do an episode on Blame Manor probably tomorrow. Or we're gonna or try so. to get it out sometime next week. We'll watch it tomorrow for sure. We'll yes. hope. Well, maybe we'll do. We can even do like a twenty-minute breakdown of it like that night. So we're gonna do. It's gonna be short. It's we'll not do something. Full-length episode. No, no, no. We're just gonna talk about our initial thoughts about it because there's so many people out there that have already finished it. Mm -hmm. um, we've not heard anything about it. All we know is that it's this. it's out there. So, so what? <laughs> <laughs> so what we're gonna do so we're gonna cover that soon but we also had to switch up our schedules for this weekend's episode because originally we were gonna do uh first episode yes covering the houses october films. so i think so mid-october we're gonna be doing haunted house movies there's yes. a lot of them out there and they're all good and we're covering that i've seen we're covering four this week and next week we're covering five of them, five of them. <laughs> so Originally, we were going to do the guest spot on Houses October Built, and yeah. now that's not happening because originally we weren't pretty, we weren't sure what the, everyone's status health wise yes. would be. So instead, we're going to move that to next week. Yes, and we're going to be doing next week's episode today. Yeah, uh, it's still about haunted house movies. It's just not a guest episode. We're going to be talking about um, three very different but ex essentially the same haunted house movies. Yes. Uh, there's, um, I think for people that probably don't watch horror movies already, so like, I'm hoping most of our audience that doesn't watch horror movies mm -hmm. are probably the same people that don't go to haunted houses during October. Probably. Um, which is a shame because I love going to haunted houses. <laughs> and I think that more people, like, I think that it's okay, like, I go to haunted houses and I get scared. Like, you go it's, wanting to get well, scared. Well, it's fun to me. I think the whole experience is fun. Like, yeah, people are like, well, I don't want to get scared. I'm like, I go. I, it's not that I'm, like, this tough guy who's like, no, man, I don't get scared in there. No, I do. I, I jump. Mm -hmm. We went to that one on campus last year, and everyone was surprised. Right. They're like, oh, man, like, I got scared. I'm like, yeah, what did you expect? It's fun. Why don't they play Beetlejuice during that? They screamed Beetlejuice into our ears. <laughs> 
Oh, what a time. So, what I hope that this does is not only stimulate the desire to go to haunted houses, but also... If you are someone who gets dragged to haunted houses this year, that you'll at least kind of be like, you'll you'll figure out kind of why haunted houses are so much fun. Especially, I think in this episode more than the next one, because yeah, House of October, we'll, we'll talk about maybe why you shouldn't. <laughs> why you shouldn't look for the most extreme haunts. Whereas for today's episode, we're just talking about your average. Haunted house. Well, well no, they're them. all extreme. They're a little more extreme. <laughs> There's actually, when we get to Haunt, the, apparently they were trying to make a, a statement on extreme haunted houses, and they cited Houses Octoberville um, in this article I read about it. I love that. That they were like, yeah, so, um, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but, like, the trend of extreme haunted houses versus, like, quote-unquote normal haunted houses is, mm -hmm. like, Places that people are like, you know, like they don't have rules or all this McCain bullshit. Manor with, like, I that's that's people. an exception because there's actual extreme haunted houses that do have stuff that, like what like Blue Skeleton does in uh, House of October, but they don't hurt you. They're just it's it's more stress inducing and makes you uncomfortable, sort of, as opposed to actually physically harming you. Um, like, they'll, they'll, like, lock you in a dark room for, like, a bit. They'll separate, you know, they might, like, put a bag or, like, that things that, like, yeah. I get that it's definitely not a lot of people's gem, especially people that go to haunted houses. But it's just, it's extreme because it's a different experience than just going through a house with people jumping out and scaring you. Mm -hmm. Where that crosses the line is what Haunts does, where it's yes. like, okay, well... In House of October Bowl, it's like, okay, well, how extreme is extreme? Yes. You know, what is the line that is past the line that you can cross? Um, unfortunate, not unfortunately, uh, separately is more of if you go to a haunted house just regularly and people start killing people, which is what most of these movies are. Yeah. Which I think is a nice transition into our first movie of the day, 2018's Hellfest. So, Hellfest, came, like you said, it came out in 2018. It was shot in February of 2018. Yes. Finished in April and was released in October. So this was like a, was a quick very small... And while, if you look at it, if you look at posters, if you look at pictures, if you watch it, seems like it's got a very big production value... It's because this movie was shot at a Six Flags in that, Atlanta. That does a Fright Fest. And they there. just used their, like, Fright Fest oh, yeah. stuff. Like, in, the in like, the off-season. So, like, it's, it, it's kind of like... You could see how they could be wearing coats and jackets and stuff because it's cold already in... I mean, cold for Atlanta. Yeah. Um, so, off the bat, Hellfest is... Synopsis-wise, is a mass serial killer turns a horror-themed amusement park into his own personal play playground, terrorizing a group of friends while the rest of the patrons believe it is all part of the show. Bum, bum, bum. So, like, that concept, I think, is utilized a lot, especially for haunted house movies. Absolutely. Um, and... Because we're trying to highlight the positive things about this movie, I will say that the coolest thing is definitely the setting. I was say, the atmosphere of this movie brings me back to Holy when I was shit. in high school and I would go to Six Flags Fright Fest every year to just walk around and have the scare actors. Yeah. Having, hearing people scream across the park. Dude, yeah. It's so fun. When they had the spider on the American Eagle yeah. ride. 
Well, and it's cool because this one, it felt like, I mean, it, for the purpose of the story of the movie, it was a traveling horror theme park. Yes. So it wasn't a haunted house. It was an entire theme park of haunted houses, haunted, you know, games with people yeah. everywhere, which is way cooler to me. Because it's not just like, okay, well, we're going to turn a theme park into its Halloween season. It's the entire purpose of the park is to be a horror attraction. Yes. So there's hundreds of performers, dozens of haunted houses. Yeah. And all of the haunted houses in this movie look awesome. They look They're like all amazing. They fun to go through. Well, and the year this came out, in 2018, a few Six Flags parks across the country had Hellfest-themed houses. Yes. And while the one that I... One of them was in Gurney, Illinois, and it was fine. Um, it's just... I, this movie makes it seem like Halloween is like... It's like Christmas. Like, it's the, the sort of, like, the, the budget of what this fictitious horror amusement park must have is astronomically high. And just that amount, like like a Halloween Horror Nights in Universal, mm -hmm. where like the scope of it is so big, there is no expense spared. Like it's, every haunted house has, you know, theming, intricate decoration. It's, they're all different. They're all created. Like, that's not just like, well, we have zombies in this one, then there's, you know, demons in it. Like, no. They're, each of them are very painstakingly themed in, and built and acted in, and that's just one of maybe 15. Mm -hmm. Man, that's heaven to me. <laughs> that's right. so cool. One year, we've got to go to Halloween Horror Nights. It is on my bucket list. so much fun. And I fully intend to do everything there. <laughs> uh, it will cost me a lot of money, but it... Will this I know will be worth it. Yes. Um, so quick, getting into the movie. It's directed by uh, Gregory Plotkin, who did Paranormal Activity Ghost Dimension, which is like Paranormal Activity 5, five, five or 6. Four, yeah, five, I think it's 5. Uh, he's also, the, his big thing is editing, and I have a list of his credits. Um, it goes from like... Way back in the early 90s, he did, like, The Crow City of Angels. Oh. He did Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh. Um, he's done Friday Night Lights. He's mm -hmm. done... Uh, he did a, a, a string in the early 2000s of what I think are softcore pornography films. Oh. Like, Saving Ryan's Privates. Oh, or, God. <laughs> you know? Um, but then he ended up doing Paranormal Activity 2, 3, 4, and 5. He did Get Out. He did Happy Death Day. And then Game Night. And then he got to direct Hellfest. So he's been... I, I, I'm glad that he got his break with, with Paranormal Activity 2. Because then he got to get really big into the editing process of these movies. Yes. Um, there's... Uh, it was written by like three different people. Most of them didn't have a whole lot of credits. But the two that I did find was... Uh, Seth Sherwood um, wrote that uh, Freeform Show Light as a Feather. Um, he also did the movie Leatherface, which is like the re-re-remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's interesting um, franchise to break down one day. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Akila Cooper, who's done Grimm, The 100, American Horror Story, Luke Cage. She's going to write the upcoming Nun sequel. She's also it's attached. Yes, and she's also written James Wan's upcoming movie *Malignant*. 
So she okay. has kind of crossed all the, you know, the TV and the movies for, for horror specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the music's by Barry McCreary, who's done pretty much anything I can think of in the last 10 years. He's in video yeah. games, TV shows, movies, a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Um, speaking of doing a bunch of different stuff, the cast has done that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the people that I could find that had a more of a, like a, a kind of like a, a, a wider range of... Uh, Resume work. Um, so you have the lead character, Natalie, is played by Amy Forsyth, who's been in Rise, Channel Zero. She was in Beautiful Boy. Um, oh, okay. And then uh, I would say supporting actress character, her best friend in the movie, uh, Rain Edwards, was in The Thundermans. I think that was a Disney Channel show. Yeah, I think um, so. She was in MacGyver, the new MacGyver. She's in Snowfall. She was in Into the Dark. She was in Pilgrim. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and then we have uh, Bex Taylor-Klaus. They were in iZombie, Screen the TV show, Arrow, and 13 Reasons Why. They have a huge, like, resume mm-hmm. under their belt. They are, especially in, like, the, the market of, like, kind of college, high school age mm-hmm. media, like TV and movies... They're always there. Well, and I believe I read that they and one of the other leads for this movie were in contention for the role in the TV yes. Scream series. Which, man, I, I kind of want to do a little bit about that. Like, if when we get to Scream as a franchise, I think we should probably do, broach it more when the new movie comes out. Yes. Um, I want to touch on the show, maybe have a bonus episode on the show, because while I think it is terrible and bad, <laughs> I think that there's a lot of... Um, it's kind of like the you know like at pools that they have like a splash pad for like toddlers uh-huh. who maybe can't swim yet. Yeah. Um, not to insult our audience, but Ooh. like it's a it's a very good like vibe to get into horror. Kind of like okay. sort of what Riverdale does, where like it's kind of like a it's like mystery thriller stuff, but it's okay. still kind of like square. I guess like it's a good way of saving. Like it's it's not written <laughs> by horror writers. It's more it's like if. I would love to kind of see, like, if they did, like, a CW reimagining of, like, Halloween or, like, Friday the 13th or something like that. uh, James Wan is now producing an I Know What You Did Last Summer TV show. You know, that that sounds pretty cool. That actually sounds pretty nice. It could be really interesting. But it's kind of like that where, like, I watched the first two, I think there's three seasons of the Scream TV show, but I watched two of them and there was a lot of good stuff in it. Um... It's definitely for people that don't really watch horror movies because, like, it was very easy to tell twists. Mm. Um, but I don't know. There was a lot of cool stuff there, I guess. Okay. Especially because, like, it's you know how, like, Scream does a lot of, like, parodies of itself? Yeah. The TV show was parodying, like, modern millennial horror. Okay. So, like, they're. Oh, God. What's the guy who gives out the rules to the horror movies in Scream? I don't remember Randy. his name. Randy. Randy's surrogate in this in this show uh runs a true crime podcast yeah and i'm like oh god we've already reached that point (laughs) all right so finishing up for the cast is robbie atal who is um gavin in the movie who is my surrogate character for this movie he's i put him on there because he's recently been in the haunting of blind manor so i'm gonna be looking for him when we watch that um and then, most notably, in terms of featuring cast, you have Stephen Conroy as the other, who is the masked man in this movie. Um, which was cool because that mask is super creepy looking. It looks like you took a like 
old like Greek marble statue and like aged it for like a thousand years. It's very yeah. interesting. The guy that designed that mask also did the original ghost face mask and the baby face mask from, from Happy, Happy Death, Death Day. Day. Uh, so before I get into that guy and why he's terrifying, I just want to say real quick. So Stephen Conroy does stunts. That's his primary thing. I want you to look at his resume and how freaking long it is. Oh my there are, oh, he's done pretty much everything. He's done the host. He's done the Hunger Games franchise. Mm-hmm. He was in the Purge Anarchy, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, um, Taken 3, Sleepy Hollow, um, Elven of the Chipmunks, I guess. Uh, yeah, and then he did Marvel movies. He did like Captain America Civil War. He was in Stranger Things. He was in uh, Suicide Squad. Um, this guy's done Black Panther, I think. Yeah, he, Spider-Man Homecoming. He's been, like, all over, like, Preacher. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Jumanji! Um, and then he got to be the, the, the killer in this movie, mm-hmm. uh, which was very cool, I think, for him, especially as, like, the long history of slasher, like, actors is that they tend to get, like, the people that are in the mask are just like, well, we had a guy that is just, there, like mm-hmm. as a stunt coordinator or something, like throw this mask on, and you're gonna be this killer, like Kane Hodder for Jason Voorhees yeah. for Friday the 13th. Um, I just think it's fun how they're like this super like experienced actor who's probably like in his 40s, and they're like, stab that girl, and he's like, okay, okay. do you want to like throw me through a building or something? Like, I can do <laughs> other things. Um, so there's also a Huge credit in this movie that's in it for two minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Todd, who's who is the candy man. Yeah, so he kind of shows up as like a as like a an evil ringmaster. Yeah, he's like the yeah, he's the little ringleader for the Hellfest itself. He's like the announcer for everything. Yeah. He's doing all the PA. I mean, he's got a voice he's... for it for sure. Tony oh Todd's got like a silky smooth evil voice. Mm-hmm. That is why Candyman is so popular. Yes. Well, and why he his appearance in the Final Destination movies mm-hmm. are also very well known, despite the fact that he is in them for I think less than five. He's minutes. not even in the third one. He just does the PA announcements for that yeah. roller coaster they're on. <laughs> so yes, Tony Todd. Um, he's been all over the place. You probably would recognize his face. He's got a very like striking visage. I mean, and he's been in he's he's Candyman, mm-hmm. the Candyman franchise. Um, so. I mentioned before it was filmed at Six Flags Whitewater in Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, in the middle of the off season. So they had a lot of area to play with. No one yes. was bothering them. They could shoot any time of day or night. No one was around. Um, I thought it was cool that there's to kind of go back to the other, like the guy that's mm-hmm. killing, is that he's his like kind of modus operandi is that he just kind of goes into a haunted house dressed as like a scare actor mm-hmm. and then just finds they said that his primary targets were burnett teenagers who seem disinterested in the haunt they're at so if you go to haunted houses and you're one of those people that's like okay you're not scary you're always you know just being a buzzkill you can get murdered so just cut the attitude <laughs> That's not even. That's like, not a lesson to teach. But like, I guess that's where he's coming from. Is he's like, it's kind of like um, Sam from Trick or Treat, where they're like, you disrespect oh. Halloween, you die. <laughs> so he's also like, you notice like during the movie, he's kind of like whistling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's whistling. Pop goes the yeah, whistle. Yeah, I didn't know that until I looked it up. Because really? I'm like, what the hell is he like humming? Like, is this some kind of creep? No, it's Pop no, goes, it's the, pop wheel. goes the weasel. He's just being creepy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so he's like kind of had this run of uh, several different haunts he's kind of hit. It's, oh, yeah, this is like, not his no. first go around. And especially, I don't want to have the ending be spoiled. It was a very cool way to cap the movie off, mm-hmm. but he's. You know, like, I mean, even, like, when he's first, his character is first introduced, it's, like, from the waist down. Yeah. And he just, like, gets a mask, puts it on, and just goes in. Like, he doesn't even have any weapons. He just picks up weapons that he finds inside the park. Yeah. He just improvises. Well, and without spoiling the ending, I think it's really interesting that they want to make this into a series of films. Yes. Based around this kind of event happening. Because they were, like, it was supposed to be... In its conception, a yearly franchise. Because yes. I think, again, because this guy's got a background with Paranormal Activity, which was a yearly um, release yeah, movie. Yeah, year every other year. Uh, and they had initially, had the next movies were going to be a prequel and then a sequel. So they kind of had already built up, like, what they wanted to do. And it's kind of cool because even if those movies never happen, which they probably won't, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, you can kind of tell that they've, had the thought to flesh out, you know, this character, like, the, as in the other, or the Hellfest itself, like, the park. So, like, they probably were going to come back and be like, okay, well, he might have been a scare actor, so that's why he knows about where to hide in haunted houses yeah. and stuff. So, like, they might have gone into that. That's the reason that he kind of picks these people. Um, so it's like all those, those pieces are there mm-hmm. so that it was easy. It wasn't like, you know, some other movies that, end up coming like having a bunch of movies where like they're not planned they're just kind of like oh yeah and this was a thing the whole time so here it is so there's like we said i kind of up top is that all the movies we're covering that are kind of the same they have in theory they have very similar ideas that they're all attacking yes with their um with the movies themselves and because one of the things that someone had had noted was that the film has various plot and character parallels to Haunt, which is another movie we're going to cover later on. Yes. Um, you know, the friendships between the characters are very similar. Um, the interest, like the, the, the love interest characters are kind of on there. There's, there's always, unfortunately, those two people that like showed up, like that their friends kind of match them up and they're trying to like kind of awkwardly like get along. Together, yeah. But it's like it's kind of fun yeah, I found out that those all of their so all of um, Natalie and Gavin's uh, dialogue mm-hmm. was improvised. Really? So that's why it sounds so realistically awkward is because they just made it all up as they went. I love it. Because like I'm watching it, I'm like I've been this guy. Say, you can relate to either one of them because like their friends are like, hey, you guys should like date or something. Go have some fun. Yeah. we're gonna go. We're gonna go this way. We're gonna go get a. Funnel cake or something. No, no, they go fun. and they like are making out and they're just like <laughs> weirdos, right? And it's like, dude, kiss each other. <laughs> uh, so there's, I, I think the the thing that I always take away with this movie and why I always come back to Hellfest is, I wish it was real, like this place, mm-hmm. because. Man, haunted houses, I think, are like what the spirit of October is as you get older. Is, I mean, you, you can't trick or treat anymore, and parties are, you know, you're either a party person or you're not. Yes. Haunted houses are a fun activity to do. You get outside, you're with coworkers for, like, you can go with, like, any group of people that you even peripherally know. I mean, we did ones last year around us and it was one of the most fun times that we had despite the fact that it was cold we waited for a long time and the haunted house sucked Mm -hmm. 
So there's, I think, a magic to this movie being a specific Halloween movie. Like, I would never turn this movie on, like, any other time of year. Yeah. But it's a great, like, trick-or-treat, it gets you in a vibe, especially in a pseudo-Blumhouse, like, relatability of these characters, like, my same age, and Mm -hmm. in a rare occasion are written very similarly than to kind of how I would act. Um, Unlike Funhouse Massacre. (laughs) So let's get into, let's get into Funhouse Massacre. I should say, so we've had all three, oh, sorry, uh, uh, Hellfest and Haunt on our... Uh, Spooktober schedule. schedule. Follow our Instagram at the underscore score horror podcast. There it is. Um, got a plug. So, Shudder has Haunt. Yes. Shudder is its own streaming service you can get through Amazon Prime. Hellfest hasn't really been on anything. Funhouse Massacre, though, is, is on, on Prime. Prime. And there's a reason we didn't put it on the list, because it's kind of bad, but it's also <laughs> amazing. It's so, I so much highly fun. recommend that, like, after listening to this episode, you check it out. It's on Prime. I mean, it's for free. Uh, so it's a 2015 horror movie that seemed... It was definitely like a director video. Like, it was not oh, the actual release. Oh, it did release. not release in theaters. So six of the world's scariest psychopaths, which I just love scariest psychopaths. <laughs> like, not dangerous, just scariest. Um, they escape <laughs> from a local asylum and proceed to unleash terror on the unsuspecting crowd of a Halloween funhouse whose themed mazes are inspired by their various reigns of terror. Yeah. So kind of like what we were talking about on the Rob Zombie episode where I was talking about the Great American Nightmare Haunted House. Yes. Where all of the rooms in that one were based, based on, on serial, serial killers. killers. This kind of takes that idea and was like, well, what if, like, a haunted house was, like, John Wayne Gacy themed, and then John Wayne Gacy, like, showed, showed up and, and like, did it. killed people that thing. were in it? Which I think is some of the most fun with this, because there's a there's <sighs> one guy who was, like, an evil dentist. I was gonna get into, I wanna get into the, <laughs> so, I guess we'll just, up top, the killers are as follows, you have, um, Jerry Burns as Mental Manny. So, but up top, so a lot of this movie has people that are either have been in like nothing or oh, in everything. everything. <laughs> Jerry Burns was in the prom movie, that like Disney Channel movie. No. Which I way. have seen. Um, he was in Breaking Bad, Justified, Burn Notice, Bates Motel, Dead to Me. He's been all he's over been the place. All over. And, and here he is in this directed DVD so horror he's movie playing, playing a cult So, like, all the serial killers they have in this movie are fictitious, but they're all, like, Loose sort of things. based. Yeah. So, like, Jerry, not Jerry, but Mental Manning is sort of this cult leader. So, he's, like, a mix between, like, Jim Jones and this obscure cult order of the Solar Temple. Mm-hmm. So, he's locked up because he led, apparently, the, the most. Like, the largest mass suicide in history. Which I'm like, alright, sure, whatever. Um, So he's locked up for that. Um, Clint Howard is the taxidermist. Clint Howard famously has been in The Ice Cream Man. Man. He's the brother of Ron Howard, who directed, like, Apollo 13. Um, a bunch of stuff. Uh, he kind of shows up every now and then. He, like, he has a pretty lucrative. Yeah. And he's a very recognizable actor. Uh, oh, yeah. If you go, well, if you look him up, you'll featured, definitely see him. Well, and he was featured in Three from Hell, which we that's, that's right. covered in Rob Zombie. Yeah, he was the clown in Three from yeah. Hell. <laughs> so he plays the taxidermist, which is sort of like a loose Ed Gein type. Uh, he would kill people and then turn them into like stats, like taxidermy statues. Mm-hmm. 
Um, E. E. Bell is Annabel the Cannibal, sort of a sort of oh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. So he's one of the aforementioned Ben and Everything type guys. Um, he was in the sitcom Married with Children. He was in the Amanda Show. Oh. Like every goddamn person you and I will see now, he's in Glee. <laughs> there it is. Which is like everything is everyone's been in Glee. Yeah. Everything we watch in this house. You Someone's and Kevin are like, Glee, and I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. Um, he's also been in Water for Elephants, which is how I recognized him. Okay. Uh, skipping over the fact that I just admitted I watched Water for Elephants. Yeah. But I definitely did that. Um, so he's just this, like, cannibal character um, who's kind of funny. He reminds me of that cannibal guy from Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. And then he's this, like, big, like, jovial guy who's just always like... covered in blood. <laughs> Yeah, like at one point, people are walking in, they're like, you got, you got a little something on your chin. He's we like, got a little oh. flavor saver in there. He's like, <laughs> like bits of flesh he's just eating. Yeah. And he's like, I gotta pat you down, miss. Like, he's taking tickets and he's just <laughs> smelling people. <laughs> um, Sebastian Siegel is Dr. Suave, who's like a name. Ted Bundy dentist murderer. Um, he was in Hawaii Five O, which is like the only thing I could find that he was in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Candace De Visser. Is Dollface, who's or essentially just like Harley Dolph- Quinn. Dollface is also known as the Stitch Face Killer. It's essentially exactly what you think. It's a jester clown woman who kills people. She has like four lines. I haven't seen the actress. Like her thing is blank this, pretty much. She hasn't been in a whole lot. Um, and I mean her character is just also there. And then, of course, you got Mars Kane as Rocco. Holy clown. shit! This guy is this like so he's like this sort of. I guess John Wayne Gacy just because clown, but he's like, you said he was like six eight or something, right? He's this guy, six eight and this guy off. is one of the biggest men I've ever seen, mm-hmm. and he he plays like this boxer who would like kill people in the ring, and I'm like, I believe it. Yeah, you're enormous. I was gonna say, and one of the first things you see him do at this haunted house Gosh. is rip a clown's face off. So one of my favorite scenes <laughs> that they do is it's like so these like uh, these people all break out of prison. And With they, the help of Dollface, yeah. Isn't Dollface so yet. like, I kind of just ignore her. So yeah. they kind of they all break out of prison and they go and to the this haunted house. Warden. Yes. So it's I was gonna important. get to that. So the 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 see, the movie begins with the Dollface killer is in disguise as like a reporter or something, yes. and she goes to the the insane asylum where the warden is played by Robert England. Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. And it was, I think the reason this movie got attention is because, oh, like, they'll yeah. do a lot of things where, like, kind of lower, you know, known horror movies will try to get, like, any big star what to be like, in it. 2001 Maniacs is the same thing with Robert England. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, part of the thing that got haunts so big before A Quiet Place was that Eli Roth signed on to produce it. So, like, they'll do anything to try to get people to do stuff. Um, so, Robert England's. 20 minutes and he's only in the oh, movie for like a little bit in the movie for 10 minutes. just to like explain what everyone's deal is um before they break yeah out. i mean then they all escape they go to the this nearby haunted house that's based on them specifically and they encounter the actors that are playing them and they just murder them mm-hmm. and rocco the clown is mars kane's this big guy just kind of rips the clown's face off and puts it on himself because he's like i don't have makeup Guess I'll just take your face off. <laughs> and it looks off. Like, the guy, looks his cool. look is super cool. Because he's this big, scary dude. And he, Wearing, t- he also yeah. takes the, like, necklace thing. Yes. 
So because it's, it's big, like, hammer. Like, like, he's a big... Oh, man. He, the movie is cool just because all the killers are very unique, and they're all kind of hilarious. <laughs> like, the taxidermy shows up and goes... Yeah. Oh, these are... My favorite right. thing is that they, they, like, go into their sets, and they're like... Like, the, the, the cannibal killer used to be a chef, and he's like, I didn't run, like, a pigsty. I ran a kitchen, <laughs> goddammit. The taxidermist was like, these aren't even real taxidermy tools. Yeah. And, yeah, it, like, it's just so much fun... Uh, Seeing it, it, like, I kind of like I'm from a dark side of humor. Mm-hmm. And the other half of this movie is about just very similar, exactly the same as Hellfest, is there's a group of people, um, two of them, the groups are dating, and then there's two squares who definitely like each other but don't do anything, that they're also there. And um, there's also a sheriff who's investigating these claims and uh, has ties with the, the cult leader and all mm-hmm. that shit. Also has a deputy who's just a stupid idiot. It's I like he's like Deputy him. Dewey in the scary movie parody of Scream. Yeah. He's just inept and dumb, but becomes the best character <laughs> as the movie goes on. And I found out that he and the woman that plays the final girl, the the like kind of the the female half of that like uh, square couple that go to the haunted house, the two of them wrote the movie. Like, they wrote it, and they've written, like, a bunch of stuff together. They've been acting in, in pretty much all the same stuff, and they wrote this movie and then put themselves as, like, the lamest characters. Yeah. <laughs> Which, honestly, had to have just been so much fun at all. Because the guy at one point is just... You, he just takes the phone off the line because people are making fake phone calls from the haunted house at first. <laughs> so he takes the phone off the line and is using, like, a video game gun to play an old 80s shooter game. Well, he's, like, he's, he's like making, like... Dirty, hairy, like yeah. tough guy speeches in the mirror while he's like, "You kind of come around here with your your drugs and your prostitution, prostitution, prostitution." Like he's such a square, and he's like slipping on blood inside the haunted house, and he's like, "What shoes are you wearing?" And he's like, "I'm I'm fine, go on without me." It's like I'm such a nerd. Um, so. Why I think this movie, aside from the fun like serial killer characters, the movie's a riot. Oh, like yeah. the deputy is hilarious. The disappointed energy of the real killers seeing their sets is so funny. That like machete machete character that's like oh, their friend. Yeah. It's like the the whole like kind of group that goes to the haunted house all work in a diner together, and it's just like the busboy drove them there in his like truck, and he's like, I don't go in there. That stuff for white people. <laughs> Um, that one girl, like, pop, like pops up on his window, and he's just screaming and at her. And he slowly rolls oh! down the window. Are you okay? Miss, are you okay? He's so great, man. I love it. And then there's, like, those radio host guys that show and up. They're, one of them is so sick of the other guy. Also, one of them, the guy that, I don't remember, I think he's the one that gets killed, like, first. Um, his name's Courtney Gaines, and he's Malachi from Children of the Corn. No. Yeah. He's been in a bunch of different stuff. I was looking up, like, these two guys, because I'm like, they gotta be famous in the genre. Because they either, like, everyone in this, in this movie is either, like, a cult figure from the 90s and early 2000s, or has never worked ever. Yeah. And they just, like, their energy is, like, as a radio host, like, you know, like, working the opening of this haunt. And they are just so sick of each other. They're like, yeah, if you bring six two liters of this soda, you get a discount. And you cut get the mics. a $5 discount. And they're like, that is not a good deal. That's awful. <laughs> um, it's just a bunch of, like, 
bad jokes that don't land that are so funny. Like, that guy, the kind of quote-unquote main characters outside, like, rehearsing him asking out this girl while, like, his co-workers are just, like, vigorously having sex in the next room. And he's like, just go up to her and just be like, and he's like, man, you make my dick so hard. And he's like, no, not that. And it's, like, so fucking stupid. I, was like, I think of the three movies we're covering today, this is by far the funniest and the one you can walk into the comic. Yeah, this is the most fun movie to watch. Like, there's even that whole scene, like, once all the killers, like, reveal themselves, and there's, like, a heavy metal version of the Halloween theme as they're just, like, killing people in the crowd. And I'm like, this is supposed to be scary, but it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, it's so comical. Like, there's every time, like, almost any time that anything is happening on screen, there's some joke. Oh, like, yeah. something, like, funny is always happening. Well, and, and it's just, like, really unnecessary. Um, one of my favorite comparisons between this and Hellfest in, like, the tones is mm-hmm. they both have a very similar kill with one of those, like, test your strength. Oh, my God, and yeah. And Hellfest plays it very straight. It's very ominous. And then this and one then is this just, one like, is just like, it's got, like, cartoon sound oh, effects. Yeah. I forgot to mention, the weird, like, stoner character in this movie is it's played by, oh, God, what's his name? Michael Eric Reed, who's the creepy tech guy from Victorious. <laughs> and he's, he's, like, the exactly the same character, gets killed with the fucking mallet, and, and, oh, man. I'm really glad that both of us watched this movie independent of one another over the summer yeah. on Prime. <laughs> Because I had had my watch key for a while because I was like, I kind of like that idea of like serial killer haunted houses. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because they all like walk into their respective sets and they're like, I just worked in a dentist's office. Yeah. This is like way too overkill. <laughs> um, so that's like the, I think more the comedic side of a haunted house is killing you. Yes. The opposite of it is it's haunt. haunt. So haunts... Released just last yeah. year on Shutter. It came out 2019. Um, so, synopsis-wise, is on Halloween, a group of friends encounter an extreme haunted house that promises to feed on their darkest fears. The night turns deadly as they come to the horrifying realization that some nightmares are real. Which is a bad way of saying that five of the creepiest people that ever work in a haunted house just silently decided that they were just going to kill these people. Mm-hmm. Um... I feel like it's noteworthy because I would I heard the concept and I was like that sounds a lot like Hellfest but like yeah. hardcore. It's also directed and written by Scott Beck and Brian Woods, who did A Quiet Place. Like they're yes. the people that wrote A Quiet Place. Um, John Krasinski didn't write it; he just produced it I'm, I'm and started. They wrote it also. Okay. They're just working together. But like these guys did it. Um, I see a lot of us in these guys because they're from the Quad Cities in Illinois, which is like an hour drive north of here. Um, they wrote A Quiet Place and Haunt at the same time, not thinking either one were going to get made. <laughs> and they just happened to get John Krasinski to be like, I love this movie, let's produce it. And Eli Roth to be like, yeah, I'll give you some money to make this super like aggressive. Because like, if, So Eli Roth is prolific in modern horror. He did Hostel, mm-hmm. uh, Green Inferno. He's very... His like staple is aggressively Aggressive. intense score yeah. but practical like he he's one of the he's kind of like Tom Savini in that like he wants to make the most gruesome realistic bonkers kills mm-hmm. with as little like CGI like he wants them to do like crazy gory kills um which i think is commendable and kind of better like if you go into some movies like Hostel or Saw or Haunt 
knowing that all of these kills are like painstakingly made and like there's a lot of art in them mm-hmm. it's kind of not as gross to it see them gross, and it's a little bit more interesting to watch because mm-hmm. you're like this wasn't just done on a computer they had to put yeah. in the effort to make this happen like someone thought it up wrote it out and was like how can we make this happen mm-hmm. and then someone came to them and was like all right we can kind of make it work like this if we shoot it like this. So, like, it's a it's a joint operation to make it work. So the kills aren't just, like, offhanded stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, anyone that would make, like, CGI kills or, you know, something just dumb. Yeah. These are, like, okay, we wrote these into the story. We wrote scenes around the ability to make this kill work. Yes. Um. So, I guess... So, Eli Roth... We'll get some more Eli Roth stuff later on. For sure. Um... I think it's fun. He's also been in a couple movies. He was in Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the bear Jew. Uh, I didn't know he made horror movies oh. until after that. I was like, no way! <laughs> uh, so, the aforementioned five killers um, are very creepy in the sense that most of them don't speak. Yes. Um, the ones that do aren't flat. And, like, the ghost guy who's just like, you still want to see my face? Or his name's like Kyle or something. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm Craig. I'll help you. It's just very creepy. Uh, so they're, and they all wear very cheap, like 1960s, 70s, like plastic Halloween masks. Mm-hmm. And they're named after those people. So there's like ghost, clown, witch, zombie, vampire, and devil. And I don't want to go into the revelation about all of them. Yeah. But. There's a reason they all wear those masks, and that became all I wanted to know about as the movie well, progressed. It, it becomes very apparent for a few of them fairly about middle way through the movie, and then you spend the rest of the time like what? What is like each of them look like uh, underneath? Which is like, oh man. Uh, so I was trying to find stuff about the people that played these characters. Um, I couldn't find a whole lot. Um, most notably, uh, I knew going into it um, that Devil is played by Damien Maffe, who's I know from The Strangers Pray at Night. He's the yes. man in the mask. He's gonna be in an upcoming Wrong Turn prequel. Um, oh. He was most recently. He, I f- I'm following his work very closely because we're friends on Facebook. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure he's friends with a bunch of fans, but like I. I like he's a very funny guy. Like a, he's got like two sons that he'll go out and uh, and do stuff with. Like on his Instagram, he'll be like, "Yeah, we're you know going to see like Infinity War or something." Like it's just fun to follow like these kind of guys. Like because especially character like actors who like pretty much just play like killers mm-hmm. or like people that don't talk or like have masks on a lot. It's fun that they're just like people. <laughs> yeah. They're just like hanging out. Um, so. I'd love to talk to him someday. Oh, Especially yeah. if we could get him on the podcast, I'd be like, be no really way. Um, so he's he's uh, the devil in this movie, and he's kind of the one that's got like, the most focus, aside from Ghost. Um, one Zombie, who's the one with the chainsaw, mm-hmm. he's got a fun thing. So he's played by this guy, Skylar White, who's an 11-time Guinness World Record holder for uh, all types of fire stunts. So he has a company called... Um, Oh, God, it was, like, Ohio Third Degree or, like, Ohio First Burns or something like that. He basically is, like, a a stunt company that you can hire for, like, events and stuff. And they oh, do yeah. all sorts of stuff. And they hold the world record for most simultaneous full-body burns, um, oh, tallest wow. fire breath, like, a bunch of intense fire stuff. And I don't think that he has anything 
fire in the movie. I don't think there's any fire stunts in this. Which is a bummer, because, like, he's also a stuntman, like, he's done a bunch of other stuff, but I was like, man, I would love if, like, that one, you got to, like, set him on fire. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, the movie kind of goes as it progresses, goes into kind of, like, Saw escape room territory. Yeah. And uh, there's... Aside from the intensity of the gore and the kills, it gets really intense character-wise. Mm -hmm. um, to the point that I feel like this, more than any other movie that we cover, is kind of just character-based a trigger warning for people. Yes. Like, there's... So, again, like Hellfest and um, Funhouse Massacre, it's a group of, like, college kids that decide they're going to go to an extreme haunts yeah, like, on Halloween. Um... And instead of it being, like, a couple of squares that get roped along with them, uh, the main character is roped in because she's trying to leave her abusive boyfriend, mm -hmm. who, like, stalks her using, like, location services on her phone, calls her incessantly, threatens her and her friends. Mm -hmm. It's like, that stuff doesn't normally get to me, but it was very serious in this movie. Yeah. Like, you haven't seen the new Invisible Man movie, but that's, right. like, a big theme of that movie. And I'm like, I don't feel it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure that it's it's well-researched and well-acted, but I'm like, I just don't feel the threat. Yeah. Um, I felt it here. And I haven't that, even seen this guy. Like, that threat in this movie felt very... Oh, God. Well... I don't want to say, like, well put together. No, yeah, absolutely. very integrated into the story. Yeah. So much so that when things turn bad, she's trying to contact him to get her to save them. Well, and he's on it because he's because they at the beginning when they go into the haunted house, all their phones are put in a lockbox, mm -hmm. and um, they're like, okay, well, as they're in the haunted house, they start to get stuck. People get hurt. Um, it progresses like from the minute they step into the haunted house for the rest of the movie. I was legitimately scared of what would happen next. Yeah. Because there's stuff like the the people that are working in it range from just messing with them to us attacking them, uh, you know, or just being like one of them at one point's like, oh yeah, I'll help you guys come out, and then just and then kills one of them. And it's very like you don't know who to trust, where to go. Like it's a very anxiety-inducing movie, mm -hmm. and it does it by just atmosphere yeah. and like. Everyone in it, like, it's one of those movies that I like because people watch it and they can't berate characters for making stupid decisions. It's like, yeah, well, they can't do that. Mm -hmm. You're going to climb up a, a tunnel? Like, you're, okay, you're going to walk through, you're all going to escape through this hatch? Okay, well, if there's more than two people, it will fall. Yeah. Like, you can't it, do these things. It covers its ground and makes it so you can't ask those questions because they're trying to do the most realistic yes. responses to the stimuluses that stimuli yeah. that are affecting them. And they're not like the characters from Hellfest where they're kind of annoying at times. Like, they're all, like, we're all in the same boat. We all gotta figure something out. Yeah. And even characters that, like, at first I didn't like. The, the dude that they're trying to set her up with, I was like, who's this guy? And then and he's like, alright, we gotta, like, find some help. I yeah. will go back, like, dude, you don't know where to go. He's like, okay, well, if one of us makes it out, we can come back. Yeah. I'll do it. So it's it's a very, like, the people that wrote it, and, and A Quiet Place is a great example. They are very good at putting real people into extraordinary circumstances mm -hmm. and having them act realistically. Yes. Um, I think that there's a lot of times that there's, like, there's no just dialogue for the sake of dialogue. Like, they'll be like, I'm really scared right now. Mm -hmm. And they're like, 
what are we gonna do? And then they have like character moments, like where they're yeah. talking about her dad, and you know, like it, it, they you learn a lot about the main character, especially as she goes on, mm-hmm. to the point that like. I was a little upset because I was like, man, I thought I was the only person that was like, oh, cool, you could draw parallels on people's lives and then have them. like, no, we're doing the same thing. So I was upset because I was like, damn it, I thought I had a good idea, and apparently they had already had it. But, <laughs> um, and then the ending is very surprising. Mm-hmm. We won't spoil it, but the ending is extremely uh, entertaining. And yes. I like well, right after we finished watching it, I was like, I want to watch it again. Yeah. And, I mean, we only watched this a couple weeks ago because I found it at Walmart and I was like, we gotta get it. We gotta pick it up. Like, gotta watch this movie. Um, but, oh my god. I would recommend Haunt... It is gory at times, but it's not super... They don't, like, you know, dwell on it. They kind of move on very quickly. And it's worth it just for to watch this... Just to watch the people overcome stuff like this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely think if you're looking for a little bit more of an intense horror movie about haunted houses, Haunt is the Haunt is go. the move for sure. And if you're looking for something a little lighter, Funhouse Massacre. So Funhouse Ma- I would say cuz we kind of organize these into three is it like Hellfest is the best atmosphere, um mm-hmm. the vibe is awesome, very good Halloween movie. Funhouse Massacre is a great it's romp. Fun. It's hilarious. Um the concept's kind of entertaining yes. and then Haunt is a great scary movie it's like the scariest out of the three um it's the best written for sure Absolutely. and th- these characters like every now like from now on like kind of what we were talking about after the episode about um doomhead for the the Rob zombie stuff i yeah. was like when i think about horror movie villains now i'm gonna think about like doomhead and i'm gonna think about the guys from haunt yeah and just how unnecessarily terrifying they were and how little you know about them mm-hmm. and like why and where they came from and how like why like how they started everything yeah oh man it was awesome uh i think i kind of i was going to say the end they took a surprise turn there's not a lot of dumb mistakes um but yeah like i didn't have a whole lot written about this movie just cuz it's like like, we yeah. watched the movie in, like, complete silence. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're like, damn, okay, yeah, good. It, was, it keeps you intrigued and, like, surprised at every turn. Like, that Kevin way. liked it. Mm-hmm. And Kevin doesn't like a lot of things. <laughs> um, and, I, I mean, I was very excited to get to watch it again for this episode because it was... It's up there now. I'm oh, glad yeah. that I'd own it now. I'd just be like, watch Haunt! Yeah. Okay, um, that kind of covers it for... The movie end of our of our show, we should update what we're going to be doing for the rest of the month. Also, we have our picks for yes. the upcoming week. Uh, my phone is in the other room. Danny. <laughs> <laughs> so today's pick for Spooktober is Hush on Netflix. Yes. Which we talked a bit about in Haunting of... Haunting of... Hey. Haunting of Hill House. Haunting of Hill House. Um... <laughs> Is another Mike Flanagan. Yeah, movie? it's a it's a must watch. Just do yourself a favor. Don't look up anything about it. Just watch it. No, it's think, fantastic. It's a really interesting four person cast film. Mm-hmm. I also think it's one of those five. movies. It feels like a, you know, those like kind of crummy like ID or like Lifetime Network movies where like they're kind of about a serial killer, but they're more about the main character. Mm-hmm. Haunt Hush Hush is like that <laughs> if it was like way better written. It's very good. Yeah, it's very very good. I every time I watch it, I love it. On Sunday the eighteenth, we have Crawl, which I believe Crawl. is on Prime and I believe Hulu. it's on Hulu for sure. Yes, um, I know that we just 
bought it because it rules. It's so good. Oh, God. Uh, on Monday the 19th, we have Sleepy Hollow. That's the Johnny Depp, Depp one. Depp. I think that's on Prime. Or it's on Netflix. It's it's, it's on something. Um, on Tuesday the 20th, we have Fright Night. Fright Night. Which is the original. I think it's the original because I think it's the one that is on Hulu. Okay. Although both are worth the watch. The, the original has... Um, the I always forget his name, but the actor who plays Prince Humperdinck in The Princess Bride is yeah. the bad guy. And uh, the remake has um McLovin is in it and the bad and the and the bad guy's Colin Farrell. Oh. Like both are very, very good movies. Okay. On Wednesday the twenty first, we have Houses October Built, which yes. is on Hulu. Yes. On Thursday the twenty second, we have Cabin in the Woods. Oh man. I, is that on Hulu? It's on it's something. It's on either Hulu or Prime. I yes. know it's on one of the two. Cabin in the Woods is all is like just kinda like uh what what would we say over the course of the episode? It was like a great intro because it's not really yes. a horror movie it's more of a comedy and it's also like a very um self-aware like oh, it's, yeah. it's a very big like parody of the genre and it's it's a wild ride <laughs> and on friday the 23rd we begin our halloween I marathon can't wait especially because i found out that you've only seen the original and the most recent 2018 yes, one i've only seen the one from 1978 and the 2018 yes. one which means i think i have about 10 movies in between that i haven't seen At, yeah yeah <laughs> which i'm really looking forward yeah, to yeah cuz we're so what we're going to be doing for that so next week we're going to be doing the guest episode for houses of october. october built um along with the bonus episode of blind manor either tomorrow sometime or sometime in the soon next week. And then after that, I believe we have, um, in a lead-up to the uh, franchise breakdown, we're doing the bonus episode on the Rob Zombie Halloween horror movies. Sorry, the Rob Zombie Halloween remakes separately from the franchise. So we're going to be covering all of the Halloween movies that there are Mm -hmm. in now three parts. Well, including the Rob Zombie episode. Four parts. Four parts. So the so originally we were going to be releasing um, a, a two-parter on the same day on Halloween. Yes. Now it's looking like... We're going to release the yeah. first two parts on Halloween. We'll do the concluding part and the Rob Zombie yes. one on November 1st. Because on our... And we'll get to when we get into the schedule. So the Rob Zombie, horror, the Rob Zombie Halloween ones are not on the schedule. So yes. we're going to be covering those independently. So we'll be doing those first. And then we're going to be doing the first three Halloween movies and then the middle three movies on Halloween. Well, we're releasing them on Halloween. Yes. And then on Halloween, we're going to be watching 2018. Yes. And then we'll, the next day, do the the last three Jamie Lee Curtis trilogy. Yeah, because that's just how many movies there are. We have the original three. Like, we kind of have, like, the OG. We have Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween Halloween 3. John Carpenter's involved in all those. Then we have the middle trilogy, which has a lot to do with... Um, the Myers family. Meyer, yes. Uh, we'll be talking a lot about Daniel Harris on that. Yes. Um, and then we have the conclusion are the some of the worst and the best movies are the Jamie Lee Curtis ones. Yes. The um, two successors and then the most recent start yes. of the trilogy. Um, I, what I also would love to do is if once we do once we kind of cover 2018, I want to do theories on the next I two movies. I am very much looking forward we to that. We have a lot to say about those movies. Oh, yes. The end. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, we got October kind of coming out. Also, again, I would say follow our Instagram. At, at the underscore yep. square horror podcast. Uh, make sure you're following us on Spotify. Um, again, we have an email and an Instagram account. So if you yes. want to DM uh, what you thought about some movies, if what anything that we said inspired you to watch any of them and you have your own opinions, we'd love to talk about them. Absolutely. Suggestions we'd love to get into. We have a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. Yes. Um, I would say that over the next couple of months, we'll be going, we'll kind of be screwed because at least we started the show on the cusp of October. So we're like, boom, we know what to do. And so the next couple of months may be a little bit disorganized. Yes. But we have a lot of stuff we want to try to get into. Um, There'll be a lot more guest episodes, I'm assuming, as we yeah. kind of figure stuff out. More bonus episodes as theaters begin to open up. Hopefully, Hopefully movies start coming and out. Well, that, you, you said there was a couple I movies a coming couple out. coming out down, down the yeah. bike in the next couple weeks and months. Yeah. So, the, I mean, and I'm glad that we kind of got to start around October. And a lot of people have been listening because mm-hmm. of October. So, please continue to listen. Please continue to tell your friends about it. Yes. Um, we love new people, especially especially if they don't like horror movies. That's why we're doing the show in the first place. So give it to anyone you know, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your enemies.